Hey, it's Bill Simmons. Did you know I've had my podcast for 15 years? Do you know that it is the most downloaded sports podcast of all time? Did you know I have guests from the sports world, from the culture world, people who work for The Ringer, people outside The Ringer, celebrities, experts, you name it. It's on my podcast three times a week, late Sunday night, late Tuesday night, late Thursday night, the Bill Simmons podcast. Check it out on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The major stick. Oh my goodness. It's professional wrestling. Stay mage and enjoy yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the world's number one sports and recreation podcast. It's known as Cheap Heat. I am joining you from New York City, your forever 24-7 champion, Peter Rosenberg. In Philadelphia, I am joined by the physically large stat guy, Greg. That's right. The EST of CHP back again. As much as the Mitch. That's exactly right. And also... Um, I'm intrigued by the meatballs. That's right. And also <laughs> joining us in uh, Los Angeles, California, where I will be seeing him in, in days at DRL, Dipper Steen. How are you? 1,000%. I can't wait for you to sleep in my guest room. 1,000%. 1,000%. Do you watch TV on that big, that big ass TV in my, in my guest room when you're here? You have to. 1,000%. Mm-hmm. I did, but I will say it's so big. The TV's so big that you can't go to sleep with it on. Really? Too much light. Like, it's too I much light. I can fall asleep in a movie theater. I don't even... Oh, well, I know. I've watched you fall asleep during literally... I watch you fall asleep during every single thing we, we ever watch <laughs> for five minutes. <laughs> God, you're like Natalie. I have, I have two. I have two people. The two, the, by the way, you're the only other adult that, that I... Ba- you know, Ballard also occasionally. You're one of like three adults that I even hang out with late at night, and you're just like the other two and that you're sleeping every time. But I love to stay up late and like go all night. You know what I mean? No, he wants to go and go and go, but he's also yeah, falling asleep. If you get him in a comfortable hurt. seat... Yes, because he will be falling so you asleep. Know the, you know the position. Oh, oh yeah. I know it's the position. It's the hand on the head to the side. 
Yep. He leans That's why over. That's so neck problems. He leans over. You, you might see one SUG over Mania weekend. You can, if we end up in like a hotel room at night <laughs> watching something, you'll get one. I've never seen it happen at the bar, but you never know. All right, no, guys. Dip, dip flare doesn't let that happen. No, dip flare is a different. Tell, I will tell you, the only thing that's changed for my, with my sleep patterns in the last few years is that I stopped sleeping with uh, my LJNs. Well, yeah, and yeah, it, it's, easier, it's easier to sleep without the LJNs. Yeah, it's, if you roll over on one, you know, like especially like the Kamala one where all, you know, where the, both, are, both the hands are in front of it, you know, that's, that, that may hurt. This is a crazy time for me to be recording the podcast, guys. Um, because I just learned that the Washington Commanders have a new quarterback in Carson Wentz. So I, I, we won't talk about that, but anyone who knows football fans knows you finding out your team just got a new quarterback is such earth shattering news. It's like, <laughs> I, can, I can confirm that this shook you. And I don't even feel, court. I don't even feel negative or positive about it. Um, but, but it hit you. It hit me. You're hit right now. Yeah, I mean, listen, my, my friend, my my friend is upset and dropping f bombs. I don't know if I think it's a bad thing. I think Carson Wentz might be all right. Um, not special, but better than we had. So if they didn't feel they could get better, why am I talking about this? Let's talk about professional wrestling. A thousand percent might be something all right that is not a ringing endorsement, though. No, there's no. Listen, <laughs> I oh, you're, I'm, I, listen, I'm definitely not giving you a ringing endorsement. That's not going to happen today. But Let me tell I, you what's going to happen. Let me tell you what's going to happen. Someone's going to win. Someone's going to lose. Nothing you can do about it. Yes. Carson Wentz is going to go out there. He's going to get the football. He's going to run back a little bit. He's going to run forward a little bit. He's going to throw spices. the ball. Yeah. Someone's going to catch it. Someone's not. It is it's what it spiceless. is. It's and also remember, Rosenberg says he was like, wow. Yeah, I was like, wow. That's that's true. That's how, that's how you were when you got the news. <laughs> so I guess we got to start with the real news that made me. Rosenberg says he was like, wow. Yeah, I was like, wow. And that would be Stone Cold Steve Austin accepting the offer from Kevin Owens. He will be appearing at WrestleMania in Dallas. Now, we don't know exactly what that is. We don't know if it's a match. We don't know if it's a KO show. In fact, we know so little what it is that Austin actually himself said he didn't know what it was, which yeah. was interesting. <laughs> which... Let me Dip, tell you did, something. Dip, did you actually, did you watch the video? Yeah, I did. I watched the video. Let's There's hold on. Let's, that... let's, let's do something here real quick. Before, we, before you uh, wax poetic, let's just hear a quick clip of Stone Cold Steve Austin, okay? Just so everyone can have an idea of what's happening here. Ten years ago, I wrestled my last match in a WWE ring. After three rock bottoms, one, two, three, I lost the match. And for 19 years, I've had to live with that defeat, knowing my time was up. Kevin Owens, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for waking something up deep inside me that I've kept buried for 19 years. Ever since you started running that damn mealy mouth of yours talking about the state of Texas, the great state of Texas, you got my attention. And why would you want to do that, Kevin? I can think of two reasons. One, you are one dumb son of a bitch. And two, 
You are fixing to get your ass kicked by Stone Cold Steve Austin. Whether you want to call this a KO show, a match, a fight, a brawl, whatever, I will guarantee you this. In Dallas, Texas, where I started my career at WrestleMania, Stone Cold Steve Austin is going to open up one last can of whoop ass on you, Kevin Owens. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. So, there we have it. Clunky as we've gotten here, we are now here. I, I guess I'm... Listen, let me be clear. I'm incredibly excited that Stone Cold Steve Austin will be at WrestleMania. Natalie is beside herself. She told me she literally can't believe it. She's going to die. She doesn't know what she's going to do. She's <laughs> She cannot believe she's going to see Steve Austin. She's thrilled. That being said, I don't know why they made it so uh, hard to get here. Like, I, I, Why can't we just... I wish it was a call out for a match. I guess we could still get there, but... Obviously, something didn't happen correctly if Austin had to say in the promo, it could be a KO show, could be a match, could be a fight. They obviously don't quite know yet. So that part frustrates me a little bit. But overall, guys, I'm excited. It certainly enhances WrestleMania. Yeah, I think I think they're dangling it a little bit. They don't want to give it all away just yet, right? Because there, there's some skeptics out there, and I think we are three of them, who still think that this could just be a segment where he goes out and plays the hits, right? We get the broken glass. We get a stunner, maybe two or three stunners, a beer bath, middle fingers in the air, and he goes home. And then there's some people who believe we might see the black trunks and the knee braces and the full gimmick. And I think they don't want to answer that question until his music hits in Dallas. Why? Well, why? Because it's because just saying that Stone Cold will appear in some capacity, you see the excitement from everybody. It that that much sells itself, and I think people are going to be happy with whatever they get. Now, I might be happier with an actual match than with a KO show segment that goes off the rails as it's guaranteed to do. But I think that they know that just the announcement of Stone Cold being there and and being opposite Kevin Owens is intriguing enough that it's going to it's going to move the needle a little bit. Dipper Lago? Um I'm not excited about it. <laughs> I got to tell you. Go ahead. I I think oh, I, because I could already tell that based on the prepared statement that they made him try to pretend was impro- improvisation that it's just going to be an over-scripted, you're not going to get authentic Stone Cold. I love Stone Cold. <laughs> I like to I, I can't wait to see him live again. But I don't know. I sort of wish it wasn't Kevin Owens. I wish it were somebody else. And I'll tell you what else it would, I'll tell you what else it throws a wrench into. You're probably, as a result of Austin being at the show, definitely not going to see The Rock. Because I can't imagine that Austin would agree to an appearance, his first altercation in the wrestling ring in 19 years to have it overshadowed by the rock coming back at the end and interfering in a match. He's going to, he's going to want to be the return that's talked about, not the rock. I have to rebut this statement. You'll get, you'll get your opportunity. (laughs) Um, and, um, I don't know. I I, I'd like it to just be a match. I'd like to see the two of them wrestle. If it's not going to be a wrestling match, him just stunning him on the KO show and smacking a few beers 
we've seen plenty of times in the last few years. That's the part that bothers me, is just that, mm-hmm. that and, and SGG, you're right. There are some people who won't care about that. They're very casual. But most people who watch WrestleMania are wrestling fans. And most of us have seen this before. If it's just an appearance on a show, we've gotten this before. And that's They're why- They're just trying to- figure out a way to stuff him on the show and this is a way and he can't really take a bump and really do a, a full match which I, of course i understand he's been injured for years and has a his has a terrible neck but if he's not gonna lace up the boots they're gonna come walking down with the black ring attire and the leg brace and do a full match in some capacity then it's not so, it's it's something that we've seen a million times. They, they're they're again insulting our intelligence by pretending like this is something that is nineteen years in the making. It's not. We've seen him on ten thousand shows since then. Do the same thing: stunner or stomping a mud hole, and then grabbing a bunch of beers and drinking them and pouring them down his throat. We've seen it. It's exciting. We love Stone Cold. He's all, one of our favorites of all time, perhaps the goat. But. It's not something that we haven't seen. That said, I'm excited to be in attendance and see Stone Cold and hear the music and see the beer. SUG, your rebuttal. Yes, I, I'm going to work backwards. So, yes, we have seen it, and I'm with you guys. If this is just that, we have seen it. That on a, that alone is not as exciting. But they're, they're advertising it, and he even teased going so far as, as a match. Now, again, he's a worker. <laughs> so him teasing a match doesn't guarantee a match either but i think they did leave it open-ended enough that that i'm still intrigued and it's not a foregone conclusion that this is going to be like any other ko show that we've seen before or any other stone cold segment that we've seen before now as far as his injuries keeping him out of the ring brett was concussed by goldberg and ended his career then had a bike riding accident had a stroke almost died Came back at WrestleMania, (laughs) wrestled a match against Vince McMahon where they worked around his inability to take a bump. So much so that months later, they put a a damn title on him, even though he could not take a bump. He was in several matches and could not take a bump. And I don't think Stone Cold, the state of Stone Cold's neck, is nearly as dire as uh, Brett's health situation when they ran him through not only a WrestleMania match, but a full farewell tour, um, complete with a title run after that. And then... I don't think Stone Cold showing up and even being advertised to show up guarantees no rock because the last time they were in Dallas, Stone Cold showed up and then later on in the night, we saw The Rock. Two surprise appearances, by the way. Then you go two years before that, WrestleMania 30. Hulk Hogan's hosting. He thinks he's in Detroit. They're really in New Orleans. Stone Cold shows up and then right behind Stone Cold is The Rock. So I don't think that because they get one doesn't mean they're not going to get the other. Um, sometimes they show up separately, and sometimes their careers are so intertwined that when when it's when they show up, they show up together, and neither one of them gets overshadowed um, by the other. So I don't. I think Stone Cold showing up doesn't mean that The Rock doesn't show up. Um, he could, he could not, but I don't think it. I don't think it has any bearing on on anything. I don't. I think it's a different time now, SGG. I think. You know, the, the only logical thing for The Rock to do left, you know, in a real way is to wrestle Roman Reigns in the main event of, of a big pay-per-view. And Stone Cold is now billing himself. You're seeing him on a poster against another wrestler. So I just feel like the situation this year is different. By the way, if we get both of them, that would be amazing. But I, here's the other thing. I, you know, I don't think we're going to see Austin shirtless 
We he don't looks know good he, shirtless though. He has like. Have you seen him shirtless recently? He was shirtless on um, that USA show. I can't remember the name of it, but um, but like his, his interview show. Yeah, his arms too though. Like he's he's still. Have he's you still seen good his, to go. his his torso and abs? He has a six. Have pack. we seen that? He does. Okay. He's good to go. All right. I just feel like he's only going to go out there if he's in incredible shape too. You know. I don't know. Look, look. I, listen, thing. I just We're want them to make it, it. I, make it a Thank match, God. though. This this is not rocket science. Just just make it a match or announce that it's this or or maybe don't even make it an invited to the KO show. That's what it I would. I, I, I might have actually have just had. I might have rather just had KO keep talking his trash and then have a match and then after the match Austin surprises us. But they want the promo for him, so I get it. My only point is this: if you're going to promote him, decide officially what you're promoting him for. That would be yeah. ideal, in my opinion. Well, whatever. At least it's something. It's something. It's something. Uh, by the way, Dip's questions answered last week. Uh, SGG already answered it, but he answered it correctly. Uh, Edge most certainly will be a heel. Yes. <laughs> that is yeah. very, very clear. No after problem. This week's I promo. just wanted no. to get some clarity, and we got it. You, I mean, did, did you think you got enough clarity? They literally turned the lights off in the entire arena. They, it was, they, they really... They really, really showed you what they want this to be. It's interesting for me, though, because I just find AJ to be in so- a sort of unnatural babyface. You think so? I do. I don't know. I think I think he's smug. I, th- right. I think <laughs> I agree. I think that's what makes him great as a heel is that he does come off as like smug. But then when it's time for him to like he's right at that line of smug and charming and then he jumps to the right side when he needs to play a certain role. Well, unfortunately, he has a move set that's very babyface. Yeah. So, I mean, when he wrestles, you root for him. That flying elbow off the top rope. I mean, he that he's flying he's everything. A, yeah, he's a very appealing wrestler and this should be um a good match. Um we we see RK Bro get the titles back. Not mad at that? No, not at all. So what do you we'll think get the a- purpose is there? Do we get the big turn on each other at Mania or the big blow up there at Mania? I, I think so. Probably I think Raw I think, after. Yeah, I think I think they'll Raw tease after. it. I think maybe they'll tease it at Mania and then we'll get it. The weird part for me was, though, I assumed that it was going to lead to Seth and KO ending up challenging for those titles. But now there's this KO show, which is obviously going to be his big moment, because I thought the play that might have made sense is you put the titles on RK Bro right now, and then the big crowning moment at WrestleMania is Seth and KO win the tag titles. That's kind of where I thought we were going here, and now I don't think that with the Austin of it all. Well, I mean, as, you know, as far as what Seth is going to do, they're in Jacksonville next week, and everybody's been you know murmuring about Cody versus Seth. For Mania, um, I find it very hard to believe that Seth will have nothing to do at at WrestleMania. So maybe, maybe know, it's maybe. amazing how quiet they're really keeping the Cody thing. Even though there's a, much, a lot of speculation on all the dirt sheets, they really are keeping it very, very quiet as far as what the status is. They're saying it first last weekend it was cooled off. Now this week there's another new update. There's a there's always something going on every day, but there's really no real information. About Cody, <sighs> kind of incredible. What, what yeah. do you? What is your? What does your hunch tell you? Because now the rumors are that it is not happening. He wanted too much money, and WWE is not happening. 
My guess is that I, I don't think he's – AEW ain't bringing him back. They're not. So maybe he has something to do with the ring of honor of it all. Maybe they'll circle back to that. But I don't, other than on, that – Hold on, hold on, hold on. But that doesn't go then. So either they're not bringing yeah. him back – you just said you just said you don't think there's any chance. He's in back. wrestling limbo a thousand percent. Because the if they if, if they were to bring him back as part of the ROH thing, guess what? That means they're bringing. That's AEW. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's AEW. Um, I don't know. I think there's a chance now that it that he could go back. Who knows? Well, I mean, we're well, gonna find vote. out soon, right? Because I mean, you know, they. Well, they well, how how sad would that be, SUG, if he overplayed his hand and lost both? <laughs> For him, well, very sad. That's clearly. Let me let me just say something. The, as weeks the weeks go by, the whole thing cools off. So it's like last week was like the moment, or WrestleMania is the moment. If he doesn't if he doesn't premiere in WWE by at WrestleMania or the Raw after, and it extends past that, no one. It's it's done. I'll talk. I'll see you when I see it. I'll talk <laughs> to you true. later. It's true. That is the deadline. Give me a call he, in, at some point. In one of those, he has to. It doesn't have to be at WrestleMania, but if he is not on TV by the Raw after, or I'll even say the SmackDown after WrestleMania, if he's not on TV by then, I'm I'm with Dip. It's just like enjoy retirement or go on like a little hiatus. He's young. Retirement. Yeah. I mean, did he make enough money though? Does he have enough stacked away? Depends, right? SGG, it's never enough, buddy. It's never enough. <laughs> uh, as we all know. Um, While we're talking about AEW, is now the time to um, get into some revolution? Let's talk about, can we talk about Vader real quick? Oh, yes. Vader going to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, WWE announced two new Hall of Famers. Um, Go ahead. This week, Vader and Psycho Sid. Both gotta tell for, you. The Hall of, for the Hall of Fame. Got to tell you. Let's be real. So far, this is poised to be the greatest Hall of Fame class in history. Yeah. And it's well said. Yeah. It's too bad it's too bad that Vader's not around, but Psycho Sid is around and he God knows what he could say, so that's interesting. Um this is cool. I have to meet Sid in Dallas. I want to meet Sid. He's like the last one I've never met. I've never met Undertaker either, but he's the I've never met Sid. Sid is one of my all-time favorite wrestlers from, you know, going back to the skyscrapers with Dan Spivey yeah. all the way to the, the end. Um, he is one of my, you know, the WCW run, frankly, not the TNA run. Um, Sid and Vader had a tag team for a little while, too. I, so anyway, but Sid, also one of my all-time favorite wrestling figures, the, the Galoob 1991 Sid wrestling figure with his arms outstretched always went over. Every single time. Okay. And uh, he's one of my all-time favorites by far. No, he's, I used to play the, the WWF, the, 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 the Sid theme, and uh, like do the eye thing in the mirror <laughs> when I was like nine years old. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Vader's WCW I, theme was dope too while we're talking about wrestling themes. like And the whole gimmick with the helmet and oh, the yeah. smoke and – it I know we lament a lot about Vader's WWE run and, and the fact that he never got a world championship and and now him going into the Hall of Fame um after having passed away. But his WCW stuff, man, it's no. just like for anybody who hasn't seen it, they have to just 
go back and watch the whole thing. Vader's Vader's WCW theme, the nineteen ninety one theme, is one of the best themes ever. Yeah, it's one of the most scary themes. It was terrifying. <laughs> it I would say that yeah, it really the, was the the Vader headgear and the Kamala mask are two things that I need in glass cases at Dipper Lago before I die. I need both of those items. What do you think? I, where do you think I can get a Vader a Vader head uh, headgear? Conrad must know. No, no, not this one. No. I know, but this is the one on Spotify. No, the other one's there, too, I'm sure. No, this is WWE one. Yeah. But um, there's a lot more Darth Vader themes that you find here. Anyways, it's going to be a good a good Hall of Fame class. I am excited about that. And Dip, we hope we all hope you meet Psycho Sid and uh, talk to him about softball. It's his favorite subject. I'll, I'll pretend that they I know say Sid is nice as softball, right? Well, yeah, I, I hope so. It's like his life lives for softball. The man's a softball maniac. Is there um, anyone is, is there anyone that looked like a wrestler more than Sid? I mean, no, he looks like a caricature of what a pro wrestler would be. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights and more. Whether you're into speed, power or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. I went to the house show on Saturday night. Okay. Madison Square Garden. Um, I, I'll tell you one thing. It is a really good reminder of what WWE can be. Because you take out all of the Michigas and nonsense from a bad episode of TV and you just take all the best talent and let them have wrestling matches. And guess what? It's fantastic. <laughs> Hell of a product. <laughs> Hell of a product. What was the what From, were the what was the card? They opened up with a little classic RK Bro Alpha Academy. Alpha Academy gets the win. Randy hits the RKO after the match. Everyone's happy. On Gable or Otis? I don't remember. You get I think Gable. You get a um you get a triple threat, Becky, Bianca, Rhea. Um, they were great. Rhea was over like Rover in person, more so than she is on TV. Bianca's always over. 
Um, Becky steals the match. Um, fantastic. You get a KO show. No, no, no. You didn't get a KO show. You got a Miz TV with mm. KO. Miz is awesome in person. It's the only real big mic segment they have. I'll tell you who I did not feel great about, though, when I saw them come out in person. Oh, let's go. Let me guess. In terms, guess. Of, in, in terms of reaction. Let me guess. Go uh -oh. ahead. Austin Theory. I was just going to no. say that. Oh. No. Um, Austin Theory, I was actually running around in that moment. I missed Austin Theory's appearance because I was on my way back up to our suite. We'd gone down to seats, and we were on our way back to the suite, reached in my pocket, realized I'd lost my employee all-access pass. Oh, my God. Ran back down to my seat and found it sitting just face up under my seat. Just the thing that says 2022 all-access. <laughs> the, the find of the millennium. Can you imagine if, if somebody would have found that? That's the golden yeah. ticket. It's the golden, literally the golden okay. ticket. All year. Yeah. That well, next time they come back oh. to the garden. <laughs> do you remember every you, show? You just you, walk right in. Yeah. Do you if you happen to time? be in, if you happen to be in Boise, Idaho, when they're there for a <laughs> show, do you remember Doesn't the first matter. time you got it? No, why would happen the first time? We just oh. groveled over it and salivated over it. <laughs> oh, when it came in the mail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Immense joy. Immense joy. And I, so I ran back. And as a result, I was sprinting, so I missed Austin Theory's reaction. That is not the person who I would talk about, though, because I wouldn't expect much for an Austin Theory reaction at anyway, and he's a heel, and who knows, blah, blah, blah. So, no, it was a baby face whose reaction made me go, e e e Riddle? Drew McIntyre. Oh. Uh, mm. He did not get the... He, he was supposed to just come beat up Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn makes it very easy. He's so good. Sami Zayn's so good. Sami Zayn makes it very easy. Everyone's chanting Knoxville. If Johnny Knoxville had showed up, <laughs> people would have lost their mind. I he thought there was have. a chance. I know. And I was like, man, Knoxville's been so on board. I'm surprised he didn't agree to a few house shows. Yo, can we talk because about people would have lost it. Can we talk about that for a second? How insane sure. it is that. You know, WWE gets ripped apart for, like, celebrity involvement a lot of the times. But two of the most random celebrities turned out to be two of the most over-personalities on WWE TV in the past two years. And it's Bad Bunny and Johnny Knoxville. Right, it's if, true. If you, if you went back in time and you told me that in, in the year of our Lord, 2022... That's right. That Bad Bunny and Johnny Knoxville will be two of the most over personalities on WWE TV. I would, I would never. First of all, I ask you who is Bad Bunny? That's number one. <laughs> and then I, I wouldn't believe the Johnny Knoxville thing, but it's, it's just incredible. For Knoxville to get a chant at MSG is blowing my mind. In, and by the way, I agree with you. But when I saw him at the Royal Rumble, he like, he just really owns it. And that's why I was I would have been really psyched if he showed up at the garden because I'd be like, man, this guy's really getting after it. Um, by the way, did we imagine no bad bunny this year at Mania. I'm they're, not they're sure. They're out with Logan Paul and no bad bunny. <coughs> oh, you've spoken to Bunny, Mr. Thank bunny, you. and I have been friends for a year. <laughs> yeah, you're talking. To, you're talking and talking to that bunny. Um, 
So the house show was fun. Um, also, I should mention. How were the lights? Um, Sorry to interrupt. Um, the, the, uh, it's the garden. It's amazing. I know. Super dark. Yeah. It's dark galore. It's mm. the highest. That's what I love. The highest level house show. Confirmed. When the lights it's, go down, like during the match, it's, it's just a great feeling. It's yeah. a very old school feeling. It, 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 Dip, have you done a house show there yet? No. You really need to. It's Next the smartest. Time for it. It's the most nerdy, smartest fans. It's dark and awesome and just it's a great it's a great time did you guys um, go and, and go again, was there a going and going situation no 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 going and going i'd been going and going all night in the suite and then i went and went i went home <laughs> oh you went and went yeah i went and went home um but it was a it was a really good time saw saw the uh saw sam roberts saw oh, our buddy Car- saw our buddy carlos herrera oh big fan great guy um and saw professional wrestling and it's just such a good energy when you go to a live wrestling show, by the way. Like every time you go to an arena, there's some feeling of tension. Like even at a basketball game, there's, you know, you can see the drunk guys who are, you know, this one right. football game. Certainly you see it. UFC fight. Don't even get me started. You, you have to if you're if you're like me or Dipperstein, you're just staring down, avoiding eye contact with one of these. <laughs> you want to go, bro? You want to go? Yeah, yeah. We're, we, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I do not want to go. I don't. There's nowhere for me to go. At WWE shows, knock on wood, but in my experience, and I've been to a countless no tension it's just a good time everyone's there to have fun it's one of the best things about it it feels so fun it's the greatest so, live um, experience money can buy in yeah. my opinion by the way I, I i do have to also tell you guys i um i interviewed brock lesnar last week oh my god i've heard of him. I, I had that as, as one of my news items uh for the oh week. we didn't even ask you news that, what the hell happened well, today go we, ahead we SG, what's happening in the, the news? stories we spoke about stone cold uh, we mentioned the Hall of Fame announcements. We have to circle back to Tony Khan buying Ring of Honor. But while we're here, we're going to discuss Brock Lesnar because, first of all, excellent interview. And for me, thank you. The, the biggest reveal among many, for those of you who haven't heard it, just search The Michael K Show. Wherever you get your podcast, the Brock Lesnar interview is isolated. It's right there. It's 36 minutes that that flies by, but you're going to love it. He experiences fear. And that is, to me, the biggest news item. That bull moose that charged at him, and he thought he was going to die. Now, granted, he's still the beast, so he still composed himself and and got right and and survived the encounter. Um, he went over on the bull moose. But for him to admit that he experienced fear, it was, it was very humanizing. And I got to give it up to you guys for, for getting that out of the beast, Brock Lesnar, because it's not a thing that I would have ever known. Let me tell you something, okay? After the interview... I looked up what a bull moose looked like. Yeah. If a bull moose charged at me or threatened me in any way, I would literally just like just climb right into its mouth and say, just eat me. I can't can't be bothered with this. Just eat me already or trample me. I would just lay down on the like like the finger point of death, finger point of doom. I would have just (laughs) laid out or be eaten immediately. I would have given up instantly. God. Oh, my God. I mean, this is no regular moose. Okay, no. and I know my mooses. This is this is some moose we're talking about a bull moose. So, oh, humans don't go over on the bull moose. They're the size of a truck. The, uh, the way know? he told the the way he told the story too was just. <laughs> let me let me tell you one more thing. <laughs> I can tell you right now. I'm 34 years old. I will never, for the rest of my life, until I die, be in a position where I am standing around a bull moose. Okay. No, it's never going to happen. Yeah, no. You'll never see me around the bull moose, ever. Maybe uh, at a zoo, but I don't know. They're not in yeah. zoos. You know what really? You know what really pisses me off though. 
Tell that when all of these r- stupid wrestling outlets write about this, and I, let me let me just complain for a second. <laughs> no one can figure out it's me asking the question and credit me. They only can say the Michael K show. No one can ever say Peter Rosenberg asked blank, blah, blah. Like I'm a WWE broadcaster sitting there talking to him and they will say nothing. That, the Michael K show. I asked every wrestling question you did. in the interview. Great questions, by the way. Let's just, I, I can't I say got this into, I got it. To me, the story... Getting him to tell his version of the shooting star press yes. at WrestleMania 19, that's never been done. Yes. Like, that wasn't going to happen on McAfee's interview. It was not gonna, where, that was the place to do it. I did it. Nothing. Great interview. And I'm not just saying this because I'm your – like, really great Thank interview. you. People have to go check this out. It was very I, compelling. I, I, if, go, if you want to hear the whole thing, it's up as a full podcast wherever you find podcasts. Just type in, like, Brock Lesnar, Michael K. Show, and the, the segment will come up. But I was very proud of it because I was intimidated by the whole thing. And it worked out pretty good. You know oh, who we yeah. should, ha- you know who we should have on the show next week. The bull moose. <laughs> no, that the, that bull moose is gone. We got to get the cousin of the bull moose. You know we, you're not getting that bull moose. Yeah, that that bull moose is gone. He it shot is. it a thousand yeah, he, percent. He shot it. Uh-huh. And he he shot. ate it. He shot it and ate that was, it. That was the best part of it. So what did you do? Right, He's right. Like, right. Well, you know, I, I, he said I gather my composure and I shot it. We should interview a bull <laughs> moose just to see how a bull moose would feel about encountering Brock Lesnar. That's true. Great we point. have to get the other side of the story. Well, yeah. and does it, and, and and is there any revenge? Is there a revenge conversation happening? Is the is the bull moose community, you know, out for blood? Because honestly, I, I have to think that bull moose saw Brock Lesnar and was trying to run past Brock to get out of the way to safety, and then to Brock, it looked like he was being charged at, and uh, the bull moose had to go. But you, you know. Also, I ordered some of Brock Lesnar's delicious spice from Bearded Butchers. How is the Brock Lesnar blend? The Brock Lesnar blend. I got to tell you, I am a breast man through and through. Yeah. Confirmed. And I got to tell you, put on a little chicken breast, a little piece of filet. Delightful. He said Thank that you, too, though. He said that like it goes best on some delicious chicken. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking I know to that get affected myself. you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I'm looking to get myself a, a bottle of that too. And you know what he asked me afterwards too? This is surprising. Somebody stole my egg. For the, the record, question? for the record, I do not endorse hunting in any way. I don't care. I have. I, I listen. I won't hunt, and, but I mean, somebody. Listen, the, hold meat, on, hold on. the meat gets to the to the grocery store somehow. Right, right, right. I don't endorse hunting <laughs> for sport. Hunter. I don't endorse hunting for sport. But but I told Brock it was admirable what he does because he eats everything he kills. We're just a bunch of cowards. We just eat what they serve to us at the restaurant. <laughs> exactly. Brock kills it and eats it himself. Now, if he just ate, if he just shot them and left them laying there, well, then he's a monster. But if you shoot them and eat them, you're no different than me, except you're more honest with yourself. Yeah. Now I'm sure he has a tro- he did mention his trophy room as well, but but I, I and by the way I have known vegetarians before and vegans, very strict animal rights people, who respect the hunter more than they respect the typical meat consumer. Hmm. Because they respect the hunter because at least they're keeping it real. And probably we we we, we see it in the window at Citarella, a fifty dollar fillet. It's all carved up. It's nice. It's ready. We don't. We have. He has his kids deboning and deboning. That that was something, crazy. Something my father too. never asked me to do. That I can tell you right now. My father never asked me to debone a uh, bull moose. You think he asks? <laughs> you think he has to ask? Yeah. He what demands. about? Have you ever had to debone? What about? De- do you ever have to debone like a piece of whitefish? Well, if it gets caught, if you have a bite of whitefish and there's a little bone in it, yeah, I, I've picked the bone out of my whitefish bite, and then by the way, <laughs> we send it back immediately. <laughs> <laughs> If there's bones in the whitefish, it's going back. A thousand percent. All right, we we um 
Need to mention the AEW pay-per-view of it all. Yes. Oh, yeah. Revolution? Yes. Um, Fun yeah, pay-per-view. I, I, My two highlights, you guys can weigh in however you like. I will start this one off, if you don't mind, by saying um, thought MJF and Punk was terrific. Punk's best moment so far in AEW. Um, one of MJF's best moments, maybe his best, but one of certainly. And Punk, I think, hands down the signature moment he's had thus far besides his first night on TV. Um, love their match. Lo- big pop for the William Regal appearance. I finally, finally, because I was sitting there complaining about the Swerve Scott segment, right? I'm like, here they go again. They just have to have the someone come out on the stage and awkwardly talk to Tony Schiavone. I don't know why Tony Khan thinks this is a good look. He obviously... It's Tony Schiavone, thing. who spoiled the surprise, by the way, and showed- oh my god! And then Schiavone waves the the paper, so you see that it says Swerve. By the way, did you have to write Swerve Scott in big, big letters, letters on the paper? <laughs> so, so that after that moment, I'm like, why do they ruin every surprise? God, nothing's fun. And then the William Regal thing was an awesome surprise, and in, in my apartment where I had a few people watching, huge pop. Everyone was excited to see Regal come back um, or show up on TV. So I thought that was fantastic. I also loved the six-man tag. Um, probably could have trimmed Which it down a tag? bit. Sorry? Which six-man tag? Wasn't it a, um, or was it a, was it a six-man tag or a triple, a triple threat tag match? It was a six-man tag, was a triple tag, threat it? tag match for the tag titles, and then there was a six-man yeah. tag with Sting and... Uh, Oh, and the, right. And then there was another no. triple threat. Then there was another six man tag, I think, on the kickoff show. I meant I meant the triple threat tag match for the titles. OK. I thought the others I thought the six man tag actually went a bit long and was they were doing a little too much. But I, I loved the, the, the title, the tag title match. Thought it was a great time. My biggest problem with the pay-per-view. Too long. And match the match order was bizarre. I there was no way for me to stay excited for the last two matches. I mean, you really remembered when they when when you realized that you still had the Hangman Page match coming up. Yeah. It really settled in your mind how unimportant Hangman Page is right now. And like at that moment, I was like, "I'm sorry, Dip." I was like, "That's the title match. The title match is still coming up." And and, and then I thought I, I, the yeah. only way to redeem the only way to redeem this headline in the pay-per-view when truly there's not a lot of juice around page and Cole. The only way to redeem this is I thought Cole would steal the title. And I think, I think Cole would have been made. I think Cole all of a sudden it could was, have gotten his swag back in one moment. I, I, and by the way, who would have cared? Cause hangman's not, it's not really happening right now. No. And I, so you didn't leave much. You, you didn't leave much positive for me to say, except for that. I thought Jade Cargill also had her, her best match and her best moment. And she was she was really good in AEW. She was really good because I I agree with you on the Punk MJF uh, match. Um, we I told you this before the show that should have been the match that closed the show. It had the most heat. Yep. it was far and away the best match. The William Regal surprise. If we get Mox and Danielson managed by William Regal, I think that's a great tag team with a great manager. Shoot them to the top. Um, yep. I didn't enjoy the the triple threat tag team match as much, but I will say that. Jungle Boy, I'm I'm ready for him to leave the tag team division. He's still a tag team champion, but I would be 
a-okay with him dropping those tag titles and then going on to become the single star that that he he's meant to be i mean honestly he had a couple of sequences in there the one where he um he ran up matt's back caught nick on the top rope threw him off the top rope and rolled it right into a german suplex on on matt jackson was just it's just, and you just got to feel like the tag team division is, is holding him back after after a performance like that honestly I, jungle yeah. boy was was too good but um i'm with you that the match order was bizarre and the the pay-per-view felt a little too long but i mean you know they wanted to give everybody a show they wanted to give the paying customers a time, chance to see as many people as they they could on the roster which explains all the multi-man matches and the the length of the card i got to tell you i thought the i thought the pay-per-view was incredible um i, I all the points you're making are true but all in all i mean y- y- the matches are the work rate and the risk taking and the move sets and everything is the way they're building stories in these matches are insane. The the two highlights for me in ring were the Spanish Fly, Sammy Guevara and Isaiah Cassidy from Private Party. That was the most risky. That was one of the most risky moves I've ever seen in my life in wrestling. Can you believe that landing that they had? Do you recall this moment? No, I gotta yeah, watch I it again. It was, it was awful. Like the shocking. stage. Was that before this, or after Sting's uh, insane? It, it was before, I think. The Sting on – I mean, Sting is 62 years old. I mean, I know that that's not the riskiest bump, but the visual was insane. And then the It is Matt when you're 62, Hardy, though. <laughs> the, the Matt Hardy almost escaping the coffin drop, but then hit uh, Darby Allen's head landing on his side, on Matt Hardy's side, it seemed very – that was an incredible finish and so effective looking. I thought that was brilliant. And um, I agree that Adam Cole probably should have stolen the title. I think the only reason why we weren't excited for that match is because that that feud, they really didn't know what to do with it in the first place. And so it's been sort of yeah. boring. And everyone is the number one criticism right now in AEW is like that they can't get Adam Cole over to be doing anything significant. And they just are not. Tony Khan did not take the cues from uh, from the fans on that one. Adam Cole should have won that title a thousand percent with the help of uh, Red. Oh, Dragon. no. What are you doing? He's watching the spot. Oh, I'm watching this about the other thing I got to mention is that the job that they have done getting Wardlow over is unbelievable. Wardlow Wardlow's is over. so over like Rover. And now he's going to feud with MJF most likely. And that's going to be great too. MJF insulting Wardlow and talking about how he owes him everything. And oh my well, God, I, I assume, I assume MJF, Will cost Wardlow his title opportunity. Okay, and that's at St. Patrick's and Day Slam, right? In what two weeks? In two weeks. Um, I imagine, or is it next week? It's next week. Yeah, yeah. This week, it's next week. So I imagine, I imagine that MJF will get involved in that, and then we'll be off to the races for MJF and Wardlow. At double Wardlow is Wardlow is absolutely over and pretty great. He's great. I mean. I think Dip is overstating the pay-per-view to call it, quote, incredible, but I think it was very good. It wasn't their best pay-per-view. It was very good. The last couple of matches, to me, I watched my room of people really quiet down for the last 45 minutes of the show. Yeah, it was long. That, and then when, and when it ended, it and when it ended, hours. and when it ended, everyone was waiting for something else to happen. Everyone was like, wait, wait, maybe it's not over yet. It's not over yet. And they're like, we'll oh, see you later. And they're like, maybe, maybe it's not over yet. And that, that's such a big star, though. Are we, too, right? are we debating because, that? Hangman Page is not a big star. He's a big star. 
Hold on. He's a big star, but he's not right now. He's not in a meaningful thing. No. And he, him having the title is not a th- working right. And I don't Maybe think it's not a thing. I don't think the Adam Cole thing was was. The, uh, I'm so disappointed with where Adam Cole is is right now because he botched his own entrance by going to the wrong side of the ring, and then he's in and a he match, did do that. He's in a match that you know when Adam Cole's in a match, it, it's must see. But this feud didn't have any heat on it because it, it felt like they threw him into the world title picture as if to remind people of how great he is, and then all it did was serve to highlight even more. Just the fact that he's he's sliding a, a little bit further down in in stature. I want to say week to week, but that's harsh. But it is it is a downward spiral that he's on. And um, well, I, I, the only reason I don't agree with you is because I agree it's, he's not what he was at this moment. But I also think that match was entertaining. And had he stolen it, I think he could have instantly been back. I understand it's a lot. They don't they don't do the made the big title doesn't really change hands very often on AEW, and I get that. But right now, I'm sorry, whether it's Cole's fault or Hangman's fault or the or whoever's fault, that match was an afterthought. Yeah, Your heavyweight title match should not be an afterthought. That's a problem. Yeah, but and it could have been MJF and being- Punk to close. And credit, it could have been, and it could have been, uh, it could have been the other, it could have been Moxley Bryan to close. All of those names would have been valid of, you know, worthy of closing. But I just don't think the heavyweight title was in this case. Sorry, Dip. What were you saying? Just going to say, though, not to be contrarian to that, but it, it just give, I agree with you. But let's give credit to AEW for making all the B storylines other than the title mean something. True. Yeah. It's because they do have a lot of meaningful stuff. No, there's listen, most of that card, I I, I cared about 80% of the card, which is a really solid thing. But the, the question becomes for AEW. I love that they they make pay-per-views feel special. Is it time to go from four to six, though? So you can shorten the gap. I, Brian Mann was making this point, and I thought it was a smart one. If you go to six pay-per-views a year and you have a pay-per-view every two months, you can shorten the storytelling that you're doing just a bit. And I think it gives you the opportunity to have shorter pay-per-views and find easier and quicker ends to stories, some of which shouldn't play out over such a long time. Yeah, I don't so agree I, with that. I don't think you want to go to 10 pay-per-views. Well, Dip, you can't have four-hour pay-per-views on a Sunday. You just can't. Well, it they was didn't need midnight, to do that. Dude. They don't need to do that. They didn't I, need but, to. Th- but they but they're going to because they only have four pay-per-views a year. So if you're building for three months to one day, you got to get everyone on the card. So I'm sorry. The matches are all 30 minutes long. They don't have to be. That, okay, minutes that's long. the problem. That's that. That's yeah. another one of the problems. But th- you just made they easily could have shaved for they could have shaved 40 matches. If you take 40 minutes over the course of all those matches. Cole and Page could have been seven minutes shorter. Britt Baker mean, and Thunder Rosa they, didn't need half the time that they had. And. And I got to dip. You made me think of something too. With, do you think that they rely on the championships too much to to fill the gaps in storytelling? And why I say that is because, you know, the Cole and Page match, I feel like they rushed to it. And then with Britt and Thunder Rosa, they relied so much on the fact that they had an amazing match last year to justify this match. And then, you know, the next one that they're going to have in uh, next week. Do you think that they, because these are championship matches, they rest on their laurels a little bit in terms of the storytelling and just say, well, this person's going to be made by the championship, so we don't need to 
put as much effort as they do into like the MJF CM Punk storyline or even like the MJF Wardlow storyline. Perhaps. Perhaps. I, I don't think there was there's much of a storyline with Adam Cole and, and Hangman Page, uh, as we know. And um, I don't think there's much of a story with Britt Baker either. Maybe Adam Cole just needs a woman. Maybe he needs Britt Baker. He has Baker. a woman. Yeah, she's right there. I'm just saying, maybe he needs, needs Britt. I know. It's a fair point. Maybe, maybe that's literally... Maybe that's literally all you need. And it's sitting right there in front of you too, right? I mean, interessante. Let's hit some uh, Black Power rankings real quick. Dip, go for Dip, do you have one? Yeah, I got, I got to give it to Isaiah Cassidy. I mean, <laughs> oh my God, dude. That Spanish fly is one of the best, best moves I've seen in 10 years, that, that spot. Wait, was it the spot off the stage? Yeah. Yeah. I can't, I mean, it was cool. It was cool. Oh my god! It wasn't. It, by it, the way, it, it wasn't Sammy. It wasn't Sammy's best spot of the year. I, it, it was close. I don't know. It hit different. No, Sammy's <laughs> Sammy's joint on off the ladder against Cody was on a different. Yeah, in, I guess in Dip's so. defense, though, this podcast is week to week. This is the best spot of the week for Sammy and and Isaiah. Sure. So he, sure, you know I mean? and I I gotta give it. I gotta give Ricky Stark's performance in that in that breast ring match was. <laughs> he's a big star too. He's a, I love Ricky Starks. Very interesting. Can I tell Starks. you what? I thought Hobbs was damn good in the in the ladder match. Yeah, he was. He was. I wanted to show some love to Hobbs too. I think it's coming a long way. I mean, I, even though they need to give him more. Uh, to even do, though Hobbs, but I like Hobbs. Even though Hobbs' face looks like it's literally um, like he's always making the face of a villain in Street Fighter. Um, <laughs> he's he, growling. He growls. He's got a scowl on he, his face. Yeah, it's like this built-in scowl growl thing. I, I gotta, I gotta show love. I gotta show love to Hobbs. I thought he had a good, a good performance. SGG. Yeah, and as much as it pains me to make this week's Black Power rankings all elite, I, I have to give it to Jade Cargill. Um, like I said, this was her best, the best performance that I've seen from her. Um, certainly the best women's match of the night. She looked great, and honestly, I wouldn't be mad if. This undefeated streak continues to the point where she's a double champion at some point. Why not, right? But I, I mean, as far as this week goes, though, she to me was was one of the standout performers. So I'm giving it to Jake Cargill. And I'll also say all the um, shout out to all the black superstars on the MSG House Show. Man, it really was. I was there with Ebro. Took his daughter to the show, her first time going, and. Being there with her really gave me an appreciation for the effort that's been made in terms of representation, because like I watched her light up when she saw Bianca and when and and I wasn't with her when Naomi came out. But Ebro said she immediately fell in love with Naomi. Like the second she saw her, she was just like, I love I love Naomi. And it made me real. I'm like, man, that's important. That's and they do a good job. It's one area that they have really done a good job. And that was a very diverse show, top to bottom. The whole card basically was very multi-ethnic all the way through. So um shout out to Naomi and, and Bianca Belair. And all the ladies were tremendous. She was um 
She uh, Issa was also into Rhea Ripley. Um, <laughs> mm, I mean, interesting. Rhea is so mage in person. She's so jacked and just some. She's something. You see her come out and you go, "Who is that?" She is. She is somebody. Um, all right, guys. I know this week I said, I or at least I, I don't know if I said it out loud, but I said in my head that I was going to do a big mailbag, and I have emails here from Cole. I did or did not? You did not. I don't remember you saying. Okay, good, 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 good. You said. Shout out to Cole. He did. To Robin. <laughs> Uh, to Matthew, Seth, Emmanuel, um, Akash, Joe, Mike, Nick, um, Ben, Josh, Jimmy asking about a heat and greet in Dallas, Mike writing about the pace of AEW storytelling. I the mean, it's just one. GM? Oh, my God. My every phone's going off. Uh, Joe, who wrote us about the tears of mage, Eddie. Who, who wrote and said, uh, uh, talked about a, a mage mania idea that we glossed over. So many messages, and I promise we will get to them as we get closer to mania. You can write us at rosenbergbeats at gmail.com. But I am completely worn out and have to go on the air. And I just recorded for a, a wrestling documentary for two hours. I am a complete rep. So we'll get to mailbag next week. And guys, we're very close to Tears of Mage. Yeah. I'm, I'm we do it next week or the week after? I don't know. I mean, we should discuss. We, we got to figure discuss. out how we're going to produce this episode as well. I know we could also do it. In, we could also do it with me and you in person, you and me together, and bring in SGG on the on the line. Yeah, options galore. So we'll figure it out. We love you all. Rosenbergbeats at gmail We look forward to all your uh, all your takes. Anger because you don't think SGG was positive enough about the AW pay-per-view or I should be just more excited. Uh, no, Dip should be more excited about Austin. Whatever it is that you want to tell us. Maybe you just want to talk about your love of LaCroix or Bear the Dog. Whatever it is, Rosenbergbeats at gmail.com. We'll be back next week. Thanks to our producer, Troy. And um, don't forget the Mass Man show dropping tomorrow. Oh, stay mage. And enjoy mm-hmm. yourselves. Peter, you know who you are? Mm. You're the bull moose of broadcasting. Wow. Wow. What are your thoughts? Red Heart is the greatest professional wrestler in the history of the art form. Mitch. <laughs>